Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the How She Ate an Elephant podcast. This week's episode is about being focused and removing some of the distractions that I have in my everyday life. Before I get into that, I just want to quickly recap last week's episode on avoidance and self-sabotage and how successful I was at incorporating some of those tips into my life. I'm definitely not there yet, but I have seen some progress. So first thing that I incorporated was getting smart about my energy. When I thought about it, I was avoiding certain realities by spending time with a few people that I really didn't need to be. Not that they were bad people at all, but I don't really think I was giving the best part of myself, and I don't think I was getting much out of it because I was avoiding things that were important and time-sensitive. So what I had to do was take a step back from those relationships. I was honestly spending all my thoughts and my time and my money distracting myself, which is not really something that I should have been doing. One of the other tips that I incorporated was accountability partners. I do have a bunch of people in my life who are ready and willing to be accountability partners, and we have talked about it in the past. What I'm realizing now is that I'm not making it easy for people to hold me accountable for things. So what I want to do is incorporate a suggestion that a friend of mine gave me, which is to actually create um, appointments to meet face-to-face with my accountability partner um, and set a goal or deadline um, before that meeting so that We can talk about my progress, and if I didn't accomplish it before then, have to explain why. So yeah, that's still forthcoming. Um, I am still avoiding people and emails, but I do address it quicker, and I've noticed that I'm really making an effort to reach out to people when I can. Um, If I haven't received an email in a while, I'll just quickly say, Apologies for the delay, or I won't even address it. I'll just answer the message if it's not too bad, too long of a wait. Or I, if I call someone, you know, just quickly saying, sorry, I was just so busy, or I had a a bunch to deal with. I hope it's okay that I call you back now, or I'm so sorry to keep you waiting. You know, things like that where you just address it, apologize for wasting someone's time, or apologize for taking a while to get back to them, and then keeping it moving. One of the other things that it was the hardest to incorporate was the one penny rule. I think it was difficult for me because I'm really motivated by knowing how what I'm doing with the task at hand relates to my ultimate goal. And since I haven't really identified what it is that I want to get out of um, my career yet, in graduate school yet, it's been hard to, to work incrementally towards that. So I think I need to sort of take a step back and do efforts day to day in terms of just learning more. But I did sign up to the for the GRE at the end of the month, and I'm hopefully going to be doing a few exercises every day so that I'll be ready for the exam. Before I move on to the main topic of this episode, I really want to share an interaction that I had with a member of my family that I think really exemplified one of the tips that I had had um, in the last episode. So one of the tips was to stop getting down on myself because it it really is a waste of energy um, and it doesn't really help in moving forward and building confidence. Um, And it really showed itself when I went to meet up with an aunt of mine who I really look up to and really value her advice when it comes to um, my career and you know just life in general I really love her perspective 
This is actually a different aunt than um, I mentioned in the last episode. But anyways, I did get some news about work a few months ago, which really prompted me to move forward with this podcast. And that news was that I wasn't going to be promoted for the second time. And the news was really hurtful. It made me very angry. I felt it was unfair. And, you know, it's really prompted me to kind of get my life in order, where whether it means staying at where I am now or going to grad school or taking informational interviews or whatever. It's really been on my mind and, and a big motivator recently. So I went to go meet with this aunt of mine and just to talk about, you know, the different options. And I wanted to bounce some ideas off of her. And I remember asking her a question about uh, graduate school, and she was answering that question, and all of a sudden, I started choking back tears. You know, my eyes were tearing, and I was sniffling, and we were both kind of ignoring it, even though clear that I was crying. And then, like, all of a sudden, I just burst into tears. She kind of stopped and was like, is everything okay? And I said, yeah, honestly, besides this one setback that I've had, in my career, like, I have great friends, I have a great family, you know, I just moved out and got my own place, my roommate is great. And she was like, okay, well, it seems to me like your feelings were really hurt by this decision, and you haven't allowed yourself to feel bad. She was so right. Like, I had spent so much time being angry, thinking about what I was going to do, and how I was going to show them that I really didn't acknowledge the fact that it was a huge rejection, and one of the first times that I've really experienced failure in my life. I'm lucky that it's taken this long for me to really fail at something, but this was kind of a spectacular failure, and I I was feeling pretty embarrassed and hurt by it all. And after I left that conversation, I really took time to let myself feel the hurt, and she had given me some advice when I left, which was, feel this, take your time, and once you get over it, remember that you're not supposed to create false equivalency between how you're valued at work, and your actual value as a person. And that is exactly what I had done and the reason why I was feeling so bad. And so I spent some time feeling bad and I didn't waste energy thinking about what I should be doing at that moment when I was processing and the rejection and the hurt feelings. In a really quick amount of time, I I feel more confident. I feel happy. I feel like I understand my role in what happened and also the things that I couldn't control so that has been a huge lesson for me. I, I thought it was one of the smaller tips, but really trying to limit the amount of time you feel bad about yourself or the limit the amount of time that you spend being critical of yourself and trying to gloss over how you actually feel and trying to replace it with how you, quote, should feel was really liberating and I think um, it's giving me a lot of energy uh, to move forward. So as I mentioned, the topic of this week's episode is focus, being more focused in my everyday life and just really paying attention to what's in front of me and not multitasking. This really came out of a desire to be more deliberate in my life in terms of the things that I say and the things that I do and how I spend my time. But When I originally started talking about that, I realized that that encompassed so many different topics that I think could be discussed individually that will, I think, create a better grasp for me on how to be more deliberate in my life. So being focused um, is something that I noticed when I was trying to incorporate the tips for accountability 
on avoidance. From the last episode, whenever I was trying to do my one penny rule or just do a little bit every day of the thing that I want to accomplish, whether it's studying for the GREs or exercise, I noticed that a big part of it was my difficulty getting rid of distractions. I was able to put my finger on it when I was listening to the LeVar Burton Reads podcast. And he was reading this really great story by a Nigerian author called What It Means When a Man Falls from the Sky. I'll be putting a link to that in the episode note. And I kept having to rewind certain sections because, you know, the story would get ahead of me and I realized, oh, I forgot to listen to that. I think it took me maybe four times the length of the story to actually understand what was happening because I was getting distracted. For example, that moment I would try and write my grocery list or I would start shopping online or I would try and write an email. I was just trying to do too many things at once. When I was able to articulate that, I realized there's so many other areas where this has started. So when I'm watching TV, I'm simultaneously on my phone texting people, writing emails, and just like on Instagram and Facebook. I can't remember where I got this from, but recently I heard someone talking about social media and the hours that we spend on it. Do you even know what you did? Like, is there three things that you can recall from the hours that you spent in one session scrolling through your feed? And that really stuck with me because I definitely cannot. And just in addition to watching TV, you know, when I'm watching a YouTube video that's three minutes long, I just try and scroll over to get to the part that I want. Like, why can't I just sit down for three minutes and watch this thing? Why do I need to actually end up spending more than those three minutes trying to find the exact moment where thing that I wanted to listen to was being discussed? I have also noticed that I always have background noise on, whether it's music or a podcast or a YouTube video playing in the background. I really hate to be in silence. And I know that When you're in silence and you're not doing a million things at once, that's when your real creativity comes out, your real ideas flow, and that's something that I want to really force myself to do more. I've been trying, and it's honestly very uncomfortable, and I'm sure this has something to do with why I haven't been able to meditate regularly. really gotten into that yet, but one of the reasons why I haven't been able to do that, I'm sure, is because of this silence thing. Another part of focus that I want to talk about is focusing on the little clues that appear every day in life. I've been pretty Oprah crazy recently. I'm just in awe of her and the amount of content that she's created and positive content that really resonates with so many different people. And, you know, when I was little, I used to watch her show after school, but now is really when the stuff that she was talking about is really speaking to me. And one of the videos that I saw She was talking about passion, and somebody asked her, Oprah, what's your passion? And she said, "Uh, my gift is really to surrender to a will greater than my own. She didn't say that she had a passion. She just said, you know, that's my gift, and that's always guided me. Of course, along with hard work and natural talent and things like that, but she's constantly mentioning in different videos that people really have to pay attention to the clues and the situations that they're that they're presented in life or the conversations that they have or just the little things that start to come together to create a picture and I really think that I'm starting to see that in terms of what I should do in my life and just the next few steps that I take so for example I had a book The Alchemist 
mentioned to me three times this week in completely different situations. So that's going to be the book of this week. And I'm going to talk more about that later, but I'm trying to really take notice of those things and focus on those small, seemingly insignificant clues. I don't really know to what end it's going to be, but if it works for Oprah, it's good enough for me. And one of the other things that she mentions is that, you know, the more that you pay attention to these clues, the more you're going to notice and the easier it's going to be for you to continue following the clues and make the decisions that are right for you. So the tips this week are going to be pretty simple and focused around eliminating distractions and paying attention to the clues that show themselves in my everyday life. And the way that I want to go about that is first, by sleeping without my phone, it's going to be pretty hard to do because I need an alarm clock, but once I get that, I can start implementing that. I also want to limit my social media usage. There are a number of apps that do this for you, um, and I'm also exploring just deleting them, but when I think about it, it hurts my heart a little bit. So we'll see. I also want to spend an hour a day sitting in silence. During this time, I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to be listening to music or watching television or anything like that. Maybe I'll go for a walk, which is something I don't really do that often. So <clears throat> that is going to be probably the most difficult one if I had to guess. And the other one is going to be taking note of the stuff I notice throughout the day. I have a journal that I write in pretty um, intermittently, but honestly, by the process of creating this podcast, I have been writing down a little bit more inspiration here and there, and I'm starting to see little signs. So if I continue to do that, we'll see if more come up. So those should be pretty easy. I mean, compared to the last episode, I still have a little bit of extra homework to do to make sure that I keep up with those things, which I believe it takes three weeks to create a habit. So we are not there yet. Okay. And with that, I'm going to talk about the book of the week. Last week's book of the week was Who Moved My Cheese by Ken Blanchard. And this book is about two little people and two mice who exist in a maze and look for cheese every day and the struggles that the little people face when the cheese that they've come to rely on being in a certain place is moved. And the two different approaches that they take ultimately where one of them finds the next large deposit of cheese and... The other one, it's sort of a cliffhanger, but you can just assume that he didn't get it. While reading this book, I identified a lot with the character Hem. Hem was the one who was really upset by the fact that the cheese was lost and doesn't end up going back out into the maze. I also enjoyed that you don't really know if he ever set out to look for more cheese or spent the rest of his days being upset, um, but I definitely understood where he was coming from. And I also wanted to make sure that I didn't end up like him or whatever we had in common. Um, I also wanted to make sure that I didn't end up like him. I took one of the quotes from the book, which is, it's maze time. Um, if you read it, you'll know what I'm talking about and put it on my letter board. It's been really great to have up in my room since then. And... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a super quick read, about 45 minutes. I got it from my public library app and just read it very fast right there. But I did put a link um, in the 
It's in the episode notes for the first podcast if you want to find the PDF. And I also included a link to a video that you can watch if you don't want to read it, although I recommend reading it. This week's book of the week is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I really don't know much about this book, which is embarrassing because I know that it's a classic and I hear that Paulo Coelho is the best-selling Portuguese author of all time and that this book has been reproduced into 80 different languages and such. I'm assuming it's about alchemy, some sort of fiction. The only thing um, that I do know is that the people who recommended it to me knew that I have been looking for some direction and really want to read books at this moment that can give me some perspective on life. So I imagine it has something like that in there. So I look forward to reading it and talking about it in the next episode. Thanks again for listening and talk to you next week.